0: Hey, thanks for joining us on Tech Tag Team. My name's Jason.
1: My name's Alex.
0: And basically, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, basically what we do is I have my laptop in front of me. I'll get his laptop in front of him, and we're just gonna basically randomly search different articles and basically provide our opinions on them because you know we're so very educated. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, uh, to kind of kick things off here, I'm looking at a really cool one right now, and it's. Uh, Everyone's favorite topic, like, four years ago, when The Walking Dead was still relevant. Uh, zombies! Uh, oh, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, what do you think the likelihood is that humans could have a zombie apocalypse?
1: Uh, likelihood of a zombie apocalypse. An actual oh.
0: zombie apocalypse. And, 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 and any, in any way, shape, or form. What, what, do you think it's possible amongst humans?
1: It's possible to have a virus that, you know, there's the viruses for insects. So I think it's possible for humans to have a virus that wants to only spread itself. It wouldn't be airborne. It'd most likely be through spit, blood, you know, biting, you know, touching, oral kind of way. But uh, it's possible to happen. I would say in the next 1,000 years, maybe, a, I don't know, a 5% chance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually glad that you said that. Because um, that's actually what this article is about. It's about insects that uh, exhibit these zombie-like behaviors, and it's due to these different parasites or fungus in some cases. So the the predominant case here is the is the parasite aspect. It's saying like, uh, for example, I'm looking at this thing right now. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. But basically, what happens is this parasite will infect different snails. And uh, inject themselves into the eyes of the snail, so that it looks mm. like like worms or um, caterpillars or something, so mm-hmm. that birds will come and eat it but the the scary thing about it is that the the snail has no control it's just it 's just acting, and then uh that leads us into the fungus thing with the ants where that it 's a spore, and the scary thing about it is you know i 'm not going to get into the you know everything about it and everything, but the the scariest part about it is that um, scientists have found that the ants are still conscious of what's happening. So even though that they know what's happening, they can't stop themselves from doing those things. Hmm. It's terrifying.
1: Yeah. And, I think I've seen that documentary. Uh, or, was it, was really,
0: it was really popular a couple of years ago when the last of us came out. Remember that mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right the, oh my gosh. The, the best game I've played. ever. Never. Mm. <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of story, at least it makes anyway, sense. It, got, it got me thinking mm-hmm. because it was a it was a big topic, you know, a while ago. Before the Walking Dead was terrible, and I don't care what you say, the Walking Dead has always been terrible. It's no, the same every season. Oh no, no, it, it makes more money than
1: most of the shows did when it was popular. Any other show there was. <laughs> And uh,
0: Better than <laughs> Falling Skies. That's a terrible show. <laughs> yeah. With a low three budget. Three <laughs> There's a reason why it was canceled after like three seasons. It was, I was so into it for like when, when it first came out too. Because at first it was like, oh, it's the resistance. And, you know, you give the first season a little credit because, you know, they're, they're getting their foot. They're getting their uh, footing. But then after I kept watching it, I was just like, okay, this, uh, you're, you're, you're making me struggle for this Falling Skies. Come on. Give me something here. Uh, <laughs> anyway. they,
1: can, they can join the ranks of Roseanne because they're all canceled.
0: Yeah, Roseanne got – wasn't that recent?
1: Very. I think it was like Tuesday?
0: It, or... was, it even, was it even on for a season?
1: It had its first season, and a, I don't know if it was a full season, but I know their second season was declined. And she was yeah, fired. Because
0: I mean, they're trying to bring back all this nostalgia stuff and everything, and, and it's like, did anyone really care about Roseanne that much to begin with?
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, it had the highest ratings on ABC. Really? Do you know I, why? I, I
0: never got into Roseanne. Never. I, just, I don't know. It wasn't appealing to me. Oh, I, like, um, I tried to go back and watch Friends, and I can't even watch that anymore.
1: Well, was, the reason why it was canceled wasn't because of ratings. It was because she said something racist on Twitter.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, so they straight up Hulu and ABC and all those people just dropped her all at the same time. Can, can we and just get rid of twitter this,
0: this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean think of it we, we've had uh, I'm not going to get into political debate here never mind no. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously you know my political view is based off of that comment yeah. anyway to so kind of reel things back in here zombies yeah. um, mm. I think that it's Possible because, like, if you look at, the, I, I don't think. It, I mean, obviously, it's impossible to have like walk, you know, Walking Dead zombies where like they rise mm, yeah, from the grave and they're, and they're yeah, so, yeah, because I mean, was, muscle and tissue starts to deteriorate after a certain mm-hmm. period after death, sure. so they you wouldn't, they wouldn't be walking around. So even they, if they yeah. did exist, they'd just be lying around. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I, I do think it's possible for there to be some kind of rage virus, and here's my here's my reasoning behind it. It's more than just you know. You know, oh, zombie apocalypse. Um, let, let's look at the classification of civilizations, right? There's four types. Type 1 species can control uh, its planet. Basically, you know, the weather, you know, it, it, can, it, it can implement d- uh, different things atmospherically. Uh, type 2 species, or I'm sorry, civilization, can basically move around its solar system. It, it, it's like it's a weekend. Type 3 species has the power of its star, and a type four civilization w- would be—they'd be like gods to us. We, we we can't even imagine the kind of technology that they have, and we're about a hundred years away from being a type one civilization. Now, here's where this gets cool. Um, in terms of war, there's you know today there's much less ground war than there's ever been, right? We we it's it's basically cyber at this point. So, if, but if you wanted to basically destabilize you know a nation or something you know chemical warfare is you know a possible thing so if you were able to release some kind of virus then you know you have a, basically a rage virus and it would be spread the, the way that you're saying you know like biting and stuff and then you know people are, people are like well you know why why would people just start running around doing things like that think about the the ant the the fungus that in- infects the ants They they know that they're alive they just can't stop themselves from doing those things
1: uh, so, you're, what you're talking about is uh, you know, a virus that we'd like, say we would use for war. The thing is we couldn't... Cre- I don't think we could create this virus, uh, this zombie, quote-unquote, virus because it hasn't existed yet. We wouldn't even know what to make it out of. Well, it could be a form uh, of rabies. It could still be a form of rabies, but it would still just do what rabies does but faster, you know? True. So, um, this would have to... And it's very well possible it would just occur through its own mutation... By itself, it's wherever a high population of people are, like, that's what would have would start. And I feel like it'd be far worse, most likely than... a warm climate, too. So, this is where it's oh, warm
0: for <laughs> I feel like that'd be far worse in terms of like apocalyptic events. Oh, yeah, um, because then there's no way to trace it back to you know where it started. You know, it's then, funny do that how are you supposed to come up with some kind of cure? Well,
1: yeah, that's true. In fact, the the cure is not even really the, the the answer. So, so this happened before. Obviously, the plague has happened before. It Killed yeah. what, like two thirds of Europe or the whatever? Irish, yeah, two thirds. <laughs> but everybody thinks it's a bad thing, and it's a bad thing. A lot of people died. But the stronger, not as old, the strongest humans of those two thirds, the one third survived and because they were the strongest they were immune to that automatically so only stronger humans survived and then they bred and made other stronger humans that's how you evolve a human fast you deplete the black population kill all the weaklings and you only keep the strongest and then have them repopulate and boom you have a and only a, like 100 years boom you have a whole new set of humans much stronger and and, and technically evolved more than the last generation that quick very that's true blunt but it's, yeah, I mean, because
0: you know, yeah, you I mean, that's just it's just a natural cycle of nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole, it's the whole concept of the, the strong, uh, the strong live and the, and the weak die. Luckily, like, the human like, body is... you're not going to pass on undesirable traits and everything. In fact, it, it's Correct. it's interesting too because even my students um, had asked me about that previously. They're mm-hmm. like, why don't why don't we see certain diseases in humans that we you know, why don't we see the diseases in humans? Why don't we see them in animals? And mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, you know, think, th- think about it logically. You know, like if, if there's something wrong with a with an animal, it dies, and if it doesn't reproduce, then that's the end. That no, no more, no more diabetes to carry on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because only the strong survive. But to exactly. kind of get back on track here, um, I am convinced that I have the best zombie survival plan.
1: Ah.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, and we've talked about this before, so mm-hmm. you already know where I'm going. Yes. Get to water as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. So w- when the when the government comes on, you know, the TV and, you know, this is a this is a national security uh, advisement, stay indoors, blah, blah, blah. As soon as they start saying, stay inside, get to a boat. That That, <laughs> that, that is your cue to leave. I don't care how you need to do it. But you got, you, got you got to move and you got to move fast. Then when you get to the boat, right, you sail off. There's no time for supplies, okay? Whatever you have in your house, that's what, that's what you grab. And that, then or you're going to need a steady team around you. So for those of you listening, get your team ready. Because, you know, zombie apocalypse could happen any day. Uh, and then go down, go down to the dock, get a boat, and sail off. Find an island that's big enough for you to walk from one side to the other in one day. And then colonize. And then there you go. That, that's how you survive the zombie apocalypse. Because like in The Walking Dead. That you always see them walk, you know, to the, oh, look, we're in a prison now. And, oh, look, we're on a farm now. And <laughs> why the show is terrible. No,
1: it's not. And <laughs> they were, I uh, think in, I don't know the exact location. I don't remember. I think it was somewhere in the Carolinas. Or, they were in the, yeah, somewhere, but I don't know if they were really close to water or not. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, they also don't have GPS. But also, I think the, the Fear of the Walking Dead is something similar to that, where they went to a boat. And um, I didn't watch a lot of the Fear of the Walking Dead, but what I do know is people aren't always sea savvy, and you also got to make sure that no one on that boat is infected. That's true. So that can get risky, and also if you get to, if you, it's easy to get lost in water, especially looking for an island. You mm-hmm. take if you're off by one degree, you're in the middle of the ocean, you die. There's no other way around it. And also, the ocean is really hard to get food from. I know people think, "Oh, there's fish and water everywhere," but fish are only when you catch them, and water is not drinkable. So, you got to bring. Oh, it you, could,
0: you could filter it.
1: You can filter it if somehow you have these devices with you on this boat. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, let, let me ask you this: you, you know, it's zombie apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you can only bring three things with you. What do you bring?
1: Water filter. Uh, obviously, a water filter. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna bring a fishing hook.
0: The be my hook. Only a <laughs>
1: fishing pole and hook. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I, man. You know, I always have a fishing hook in the back of my truck trunk just in case. But um uh I'll bring a fishing fishing equipment, water filter, and I also a lot of these things I have in my car. I uh, and <laughs> uh <laughs> and
0: so you're ready. <laughs>
1: Uh huh. What's the third thing I would want to bring? Maybe some sort of. If I could to pick something, I'd probably bring some sort of spear. But it already pre-made you can make a spear. I know you can make a spear, but they dwindle out over time. If I have a steel spear or weapon, then Gosh. I know it's stronger than anybody else's <laughs> weapon. <laughs> Where are you
0: getting this? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got one better. Okay, machine gun.
1: Oh my god, he needs bullets. A
0: machine gun <laughs> that dispenses candy. No, so oh. a, machine gun, um, a machete and the zombie cure.
1: Oh, lame. So
0: now, now, now I'm the president of the world. Get the <laughs> cure.
1: President of the world.
0: That's right. So you only have that's one how cure. How it works, Alex?
1: Because <laughs> you have a cure and you have no idea how to make it. <laughs>
0: Um, the, the, the thing that kind of led me into this, uh, article too, was, um, did you see what happened? I, I can't remember where it was, it was in somewhere in Florida. Uh, they had accidentally released somehow, somehow that there was a zombie outbreak.
1: Yeah. So that I just, when I looked at that, I saw, well, if it was going to be anywhere, of course, Florida would make that mistake.
0: <laughs> I, I know. Cause <laughs> I moved here. Um when i first read the article i was like government conspiracy <laughs> and then um uh what's call it called then it just kind of led down the rabbit hole from there
1: yeah
0: uh yeah no it, it's it's crazy because i i feel like honestly at this point it it wouldn't really be so much of a problem because there's just been so many if mean, think, think about how many a night we've spent around the bonfire talking about our zombie plans. true so, like, also there's I, like a
1: yeah, that's there's yeah, like think, a...
0: think about how everybody else is doing the same thing.
1: Everybody's got a zombie plan.
0: Everybody. I mean, at this point, the the the, the people that don't have the zombie plans are the zombies.
1: Yeah, and like yeah. a lot of people have guns now, so. <laughs> no, I don't
0: know about that. I feel like honestly, I feel like there's less guns now than there were previously.
1: Uh. Uh-uh. No. Tons of people yeah. have weapons, and that's uh, a lot. Killing zombies.
0: I mean, yeah, you have individuals who have stockpiled, but I feel like primarily a lot of people don't use, don't buy guns anymore.
1: You'd be surprised. I would start asking random people. <laughs> Just walk up to the guy <laughs> in the
0: grocery store. You got a gun? You got a gun? You want a gun? Are you planning? <laughs> a gun? Where, where can I get a gun? <laughs> Dear Lord, hell! <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> what do what <are> you want? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the, uh, I I don't know. I thought, I thought it was an interesting, uh, thought it was an interesting subject. Uh, one because you know I feel like there's a lot of moral ramifications in, in when it comes to a topic like this. Correct. I mean, because we when you because every, everyone has their zombie plan, but at, at the end of the day, what what do you do if so, someone you care about is the zombie?
1: Mm. Well, if you play State of the K two, you <laughs> have. Three options. You could either A, say you can't be in our group anymore. That's the most morally thing you can do and tell them to leave. No, it's
0: not. You're going to let them live their lives as a zombie?
1: Morally. So what I'm saying is not many people can't morally kill somebody. You know, I know people saying like people kill people all the time, but there's a reason why people come back from war with PTSD. Humans weren't made for a large scale war and killing. They're not good at it because it hurts them, or it like it messes up your mind. It's not a natural thing. So I agree, but like killing somebody though, is not easy or morally correct all the ways. So I, I don't disagree. I'm with just that. I'm just saying here's here's the three options. You could either push them out the group, kill them, or somehow find a cure, which most likely is not going to happen. So really, you push them out the group or kill them.
0: Those are your two options. I mean, could you imagine though, like if you if you did kill them, and then the next day there's a cure.
1: The Mist. Hey, remember that movie? That great movie?
0: Oh, god! Just <laughs> don't <adult> even. <laughs> that was so... The Mist. Well, Whoa, I'm just uh, going uh, inside. No, The Mist requires sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Hey, <laughs> <turn away? laughs> why are we doing this so fast? Why are we? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like as soon as it came over and like they saw a monster, they were like, "It requires a sacrifice." <laughs> sacrifice <laughs> for The Mist. <laughs> and then it's, just like, well, hold, hold on. I don't think we've searched through all of our options here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to hold let's, on to my bullet. <laughs> let's back this up for just a minute.
1: Oh, The, the card literally hits E, and he's like, all right, who's Don first? <laughs> <He started laughs> like, <"Get up." laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. The end of the movie. Horrible. <laughs> I said it,
0: yeah. He had a gun <laughs> with three bullets in it. And then he shot his wife, the kid, and some—I somebody else. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at that, no ammo. I didn't I, count the ball. As soon as the car stopped. Like, <laughs> Literally. like, like well, we're out of gas. Uh, let's go ahead and do this. He's like I feel
1: like he's really been waiting to do this. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. but, like he, as soon as he got in the car, he's like, I've got at least thirty minutes of driving here. <laughs> do this. And see and that's the thing, like if, if you were the person in the car, like as soon as like he pulls out the gun, wouldn't you be like, Whoa, hold on, let's let's talk for a second. Let's figure out our options. There's nothing around us right now. (laughs) Like, are we safe inside the car? Let's figure this out. At least we have the gun just in case.
1: Well, they saw the giant octopus monster or whatever. Like, whatever it was, it was a giant thing walking by them. Then he got scared and started shooting his family. And then 30 seconds later, then the military's, I guess, like, right behind it, holding people. I don't know why there's a convoy of civilians chasing a giant monster, but it's confusing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> where where are the airplanes? Where? where they are the it, it, it's the it's the mist. It has a certain density. You're telling me that you can fly over and be like chase chase. We need to bomb that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bomb that. Like, like right away.
1: If it's a portal, whatever the background was, a military opened the portal, let them in, and then they just ran away. I guess they didn't just shoot at it.
0: Yeah, you're telling me that <laughs> quick shoot on it! Yeah. Also, how <laughs> big is this
1: portal? Think about that. Some of these things are like 18 stories tall, so this must have been a very huge portal.
0: <laughs> and, and also, you're telling me there wasn't like a plan B? You're, you're, you're telling me <laughs> okay. that these guys have the complexities to open up portals be, between dimensions. But you're telling me that they they weren't like, okay, well maybe we should put in a spell safe here.
1: It was like, okay, Step one, Create a new dimension. Step two, open dimension. Step three, question mark. Step four, profit. Cool.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with this. When, you, when you set up the plans, they're they're just like, what's this question mark? Yeah, don't worry about that. Like, Figure it out, dear <laughs> lord. <laughs> and the, the, and ap- apparently, the cure to this was fire because they're walking around with like, like freaking flamethrowers. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it, it's either like it, like if that were me building this thing, like it'd be like, all right, look, guys. Just in case, like it, 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 it's so unlikely. But let let let's, let's install some kind of nuclear detonation here so that we don't you know kill the planet.
1: Now we're opening up a portal to a demon world.
0: Maybe <laughs> we should some firearms. Yeah. <laughs> no, no chance that this goes south. I mean, because I mean, what could really happen I would have a portal to, between dimensions, but you know. They're not going to want our yeah, planet. Create some kind of intense instability. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, let's blow it up. Everybody in agreement here? Blow it up?
1: Napalm, carpet bomb the freaking thing if you have to. I don't understand why it took so long. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's, and see, like, if, I, if I'm the president, like, I, I want to be on the phone with them while they're doing this. And as soon as you hear, oh, dear Lord, be like, all right, bomb it. Let's, yeah. let's, let's bomb it.
1: Also, now- what's with the three random military guys that are in uniform coming off of work? And then they get stuck in the, the store, and then they're like, okay, let's talk about the plan. And then they start talking, like, uh, they're literally talking about something above clearance of the president and a grocery store. Like, it's, it's literally the biggest conspiracy of all time, and it's something they can freely talk about in their uniform. It, it doesn't make any sense.
0: And then they kill the, <laughs> then they kill the military guys, yeah. their best source of protection. I'm sorry. <laughs> But like, it, like, like in Cloverfield, and you know, all those movies where like the military guys are running around, and and you know, they always they always leave, right? They run off into like whatever danger this is. If that's me, I'm like, dude, I'm staying right here. Are you kidding? <laughs> These people are trained to kill things. I'm a teacher. I'm staying here.
1: <laughs> also, I don't know why they were dressed in their blues. Like the that, that's their dress, like for like they use it like one percent of their job, right? So other than other than that, they have like their the their other uniform. I don't understand why they went to work in that. Like, why, I know they're supposed to, like, oh, we're military guys because we have, you know, short hair and a military uniform. It was just so obvious, you know? Like, there's so many weird things about the movie that, that don't make I, sense.
0: I, I just remember, like, watching that movie, the, the end will forever be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Not was like, a five-second conversation.
1: It was so it, fast.
0: And and I and understand, you know, like, well, it's a movie. There needs to be some kind of traumatic, whatever. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, it, it, we need to wrap things up in some kind of interesting way. And, which, you know, I understand. But you're, you're telling me that he wasn't, like, you couldn't have even had him look at the gun for a couple minutes, and be like, what am I going to do? And then, you know, and then they, the military walked by and they're like, hey, you guys all right in there? And then they all just sit there and go, oh my gosh, can you believe we were about to shoot each other? <laughs>
1: But yeah, what if it doesn't kill them? You know, it's really hard to kill a person with a gun even right in front of their face. So Oh
0: my god. <laughs> and it's your wife and kid.
1: Oh. Oh, this psychopath
0: man. And, and see that's, that's what you're that's what you're talking about earlier too with the whole zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't can't morally kill somebody. Yeah. This guy in that movie was waiting for an excuse.
1: He was. He was a killer. I think that's the underlying meaning. This guy was some murderer in the town.
0: <laughs> Two He here's, here's the town psychopath. All of this was imagined in his head.
1: Think about it. He was a psychopath. He would. He try to play the nice guy, like, "Don't go out there," but uh, here's a rope, and uh, <laughs> 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 you should go out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 good, good he, luck to you. I have a shotgun with four bullets. Yeah, that's gonna fight the tentacle monster. Yeah, sure, yeah. go get that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You always see You always see things like this. You, 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 have you ever watched Stranger Things?
1: Yeah,
0: it's the same thing. They they open up this portal, yeah. And, you know, it's to this it's different dimension, and I, I've, been thinking, I've actually been thinking about that a lot it, even with with the you know us moving to Mars thing, hmm. it, it has never worked out well for us in any movie. Like, you've ne- I've never gone to see some kind of space exploration movie where they they get there, they land, everything goes fine, and they start a civilization. It's always like. Dear Lord,
1: there's tentacle monsters coming out of my eyes.
0: <laughs> Even on that, that, that Apollo Eighteen movie, the rocks were alive. So, it's just, is there anywhere safe other than the Earth?
1: No, and every time we go outside of it, all of the other creatures outside of Earth are demons for some reason. <laughs>
0: yeah. they're never animals.
1: They're, <laughs> no animals, just
0: they're always like life. demonic creatures of the night. I know.
1: Even the whole freaking. Planet of Pandora was every
0: try to kill you. <laughs> oh my gosh. In, in such spectacular fashion, but but see, at least they were animals. Like you could look at that and be like, "Oh wow, that that has a lot of um, you know, that rings true with a lot of animals that live here on the Earth." But for the yeah. most part, you always see like tentacle monsters that uh, are like so. things that are like. Your freaking nightmares.
1: I'm assuming that every animal on that planet is starving to death because they really tried to eat all of these people really fast. I mean, if you <laughs> an army of people in the middle of the safari, the lions aren't going to just straight sprint all of them at the same time trying to eat the people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? It's
1: so horrible <laughs> place. <laughs>
0: Why are we here? <laughs> Unobtainium. <laughs>
1: which
0: is apparently very obtainable. Because oh, it's everywhere! Why did we name it unobtainium? <laughs> this <laughs> is the rarest. This is the rarest mineral in the universe. There's a lot of it here. I I don't know how true that is.
1: Universe? <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I, I think you need to reel that in, pal.
1: Maybe this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so so, what do you think? Like, do you think that we should be traveling to different planets as a species? Is that something that we should be doing?
1: Right now, I think we have enough to worry about. You know, like you said, we're not a tier one yet.
0: So... Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we saw we we saw such a long way to go. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is cool too. Did you did you see the um, Cloverfield paradox?
1: Oh, that movie.
0: Yeah, it was on Netflix. I
1: mm-hmm. No, I was worried it was going to be bad. It I... was.
0: It, it, it was bad. Uh-huh. But there, there was a lot of interesting uh, nerding out things that happened. So basically, what happens is again they open up a portal. Uh, and they they're trying really hard in the movie to make it seem like they're talking about quantum entanglement. And um, uh, for for everyone listening that doesn't that don't know what quantum entanglement is, uh, basically imagine that I have you know uh, two particles that are attached, and I were to separate them and put one as or were on the other side of the, gal- uh, the universe, as I could, and then move it up and down, simultaneously, the other one would move up and down at exactly the same rate, which suggests uh. some kind of energy that's linked between them permanently, which, would, which is information traveling faster than light. But basically, they're trying, they're trying to mimic that by uh, talking about this link between dimensions. But when I was watching it, it looked a lot more like a metastability event than quantum entanglement and um again for anyone that doesn't know a metastability event uh, basically the the universe is balanced and it doesn't want to be unbalanced but if it becomes unbalanced it has a way to fix itself doing something called a metastability event and at a single point uh basically a bubble would form and move outward at the speed of light and everything that this bubble touches basically redefines reality it, it's basically fix, fixing itself to equate to this new surge of energy or loss of energy, whatever it would be. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance to see it, you should definitely watch it uh, because there's, there's, uh, there's some science there that is very practical. There's also a lot of science there where you're just kind of like, uh, I don't really think that ties in here. Mm, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. If, if yeah. If you get a chance, you should go, uh, you, should go check, you should go check it out. I continue to have my stroke over here, apparently.
1: You're on the list.
0: <laughs> it's a short list. list. The list and list. the paranormal activity. Or no, my gosh, not paranormal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox. I will never watch those movies again. Oh, the weird movie.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. look, well, you're talking about muscle so much with the zombies. I actually have something interesting to talk about, too, about muscle. I think you yeah. Bio hybrid robotics is what they're calling it.
0: What in the world is that?
1: The University of Tokyo Institute of Industrial Science has created muscle tissue on robots, saying that they found out that you wait a minute, oh, all these gears and stuff rot away somehow, or they break, or it takes a lot of energy. What if we just use muscle? Muscle works so perfectly and it's so fluid and it can make fun. And different curves and movements easily, right? So, let's make muscle. And they did.
0: How? So my my question to that though is how, because there's so many intricacies that go along with getting muscle to cooperate in certain regards. Well, here it's all unconscious responses.
1: Right. No. Exactly. So at first they did it, and it wasn't working because it was decaying. Oh
0: my gosh, could you imagine seeing that?
1: <laughs>
0: Let me hug you, Danny. Dear
1: Lord. Will keep in mind, this is the size of a finger.
0: Oh my gosh, I was imagining like this fleshy robot walking <laughs> towards you with decaying, rotting
1: flesh.
0: <laughs> Burn me. it all. Burn it all.
1: So how they explain it, and I have it right here, they used hydrogel sheets containing muscle precursor cells called myoplasts holes to attach these sheets to the robot skeleton anchors and strips to encourage the muscle fibers to form a line manner. So pretty much um, uh, since the muscle wasn't sticking right, they would shock it to contract it and expand it just like our muscles were. Right. And it worked for the robots. It, it kept them stronger and they, they survived for a longer period of time and enough to pick up pennies and dimes. They already got the fingers to pick things up with muscle tissue. Hmm. So this is, there's a lot of things this can go, but I can see this being really good for the prosthetic community, you know?
0: I, as, as you were saying that, I actually see this in being implemented in different ways. Okay. Um, think about what this means for us as a species moving forward. So because uh, because a, a species evolves physically to suit changes in the environment. we alter our environment so in terms of physical evolution we're probably done um so the next stage of human evolution is probably going to be mechanical and since you're saying that we're basically developing robots that are you know are going to be muscular from head to toe like in the article that you read like are they talking about like a full body
1: right now these robots can mimic the actions of a human finger That's, it's perfected the finger at this point. Well,
0: it's the first step to a long road, but like what I'm saying is, are they eventually going to try to get a full body?
1: Here we go. Next part I highlighted, if we can combine (laughs) more of these muscles into a single device, we should be able to reproduce a complex muscular interplay that allows hands, arms, and other parts of the body to function. So I say that it's possible, you know? I mean, that's really hard to make, but they got that down, so there's other stuff you know, but we're not getting too
0: far away from making a person. No, not at all. So, I mean, because I mean, because if you could transport the human brain into like this robot body, I mean, obviously you'd have to bring the spine along with it, along with all the neural synapses that are involved in that. But if you could, then you could technically create a body that would live forever. Wow, that's 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 really interesting. It kind of begs the question, though. I mean, because it, it would start to change you know the, the moral constructs of our society so like basically if you if you if you had the option to live forever would you would you want to do it like if, if they said hey we've got this robot body you want to live in it
1: Oof! right now in this life
0: yeah like right Oof. like if, if tomorrow they asked you, would you would if you could live forever would you say yes a lot
1: of me wants to say yes but i don't think i could but maybe if i knew of that before i left high school I'd live my life differently, maybe, and I might have said yes, but I have too many responsibilities at this point. But I, I do, I would like to see somebody that I know use it, and then just see how it works. I mean, likely <laughs> it's not going to work the right first time. So,
0: but well, I mean, cause, think about it though. I mean, because your your brain is who you are; your body is just the shell. Correct. So, if if you were to move the brain into the this robot body, are are, are you really changing the rules?
1: you're changing the rules of everybody around you is going to grow and die and you stay the same age. You're Wolverine at this point. You're Captain America. You know, you're yeah. superhuman, but you're going to have to morally not go insane because, remember, life is relative. Time is relative. So the longer, yeah. you live, the longer period of time they're going to feel, and it's going to feel shorter and shorter. When you live a 1,000 years, yesterday it could be 100 years. You just don't know, you know. It's so much time is going to go by.
0: That's true.
1: You might go insane before you die. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's so funny. I was I was listening to a podcast about this topic today, so it's so funny that we're talking about this now. Um, I I, I wouldn't do it for the same reasons that you're saying, because mm-hmm. one, it, it it changes what it means to be human when you can live forever. Because uh, in the thing that I was listening to today, they were saying that you know if if human beings could live for 500 years, you know, instead of, uh, you know, on average 70 to 80 years, um, would you take fewer risks? Because basically what they were saying was that if, because right now we, we take all these different risks throughout the, you know, longevity of our lives, because it, eventually, you know, when you're in your, when you're in like your nineties, you know, eventually the, the clock runs out and you want to know that you've done as much as you can. Mm -hmm. But let's say you live for 500 years, would you take fewer risks? Because then it's like, well, I want to I want to live for the next couple hundred years, knowing knowing that you could live that long so then, if humans could live forever. I mean, do I mean, at what point do you even just stop caring about certain people in your life?
1: I mean, there's a lot to think about. So I used to play a game called Grand Theft Auto. And there's a lot of cheat codes in those games, right? So right. when you play the game naturally, you're having a good time, and you could play hundreds of hours. But when so, you finally beat it, and you're like, I want to play around, and you play with cheat codes, and you can't die, you play for a good thirty minutes of having doing really cool stuff, and then it gets really boring really fast.
0: Right. <laughs> like you just. It would be. But, but see, that's the thing too. Like when you do start going off like the tournament and everything, you just go on like this, this like killing spree, you're just like. You know, because you can make any gun that you want. So you see an airplane, you're just like, I could probably shoot that down.
1: You're not invulnerable. you you just live forever.
0: But <laughs> that, well, that's true too. And also, and also, also, I like how you segued into this by, like, implying that not everyone has played Grand Theft Auto before. <laughs> <laughs> I've played this game. Uh, I, I'm sure you've never heard of it. Uh, Halo. Uh, it, it's it's new. It's, it's space age. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, now I I see I see what you're saying though, and um, that kind of segues into this because I uh, I was actually thinking about this listening to that podcast today where they were talking about you know the the possibilities and the ramifications of living forever. But then it made me start thinking like, okay, well, what if you could? What if it wasn't physical? What if you could upload your mind into some kind of computer, right? And you know the the system is whatever whatever you want it to be. So it would mimic everything of life. It just wouldn't have the horrible things that are associated with the real world. And you could do whatever you want, right? You could you could you know be a billionaire if you wanted to. And I, the way I was thinking about that was, is that morally an okay thing to do? So so let me let me pose that question to you uh, in this way: If you could upload your mind into this computer and the people that you love are uploaded in there as well. So it's you, Sandra and Charlie, right? The three of you get to get uploaded into this um, system. Mm -hmm. Um, But everything else is artificial. All All the people that you meet and everything are AIs. Charlie and Sandra aren't, but everybody else is. Would you still be comfortable living in that utopia? Knowing that they're all AIs, even though it would seem very real, like talking to all these people, you'd be like, you, there would be no distinction between an actual person and the AI They they would seem every bit as real as, uh, as, uh, Sandra and Charlie, would you still want to go into that computer system knowing that everything else is fake?
1: Is this forever?
0: Forever. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, you'll live for an eternity. They'll, they'll put you into this black box thing. And shoot it out into space so that it can never be damaged. Oh,
1: and live forever, forever. Friends, they're not technically real, but they're to you they're real. That's rough. That's a hard one, honestly. Maybe.
0: Yeah, because everything else would seem real. The, not, the taste, touchdown, all of it—it it would all still be the same. But uh, in terms of, you know, in terms of all the other people that you meet, so there could be uh, there could be a me in there but it it would it would seem exactly like me even talking to it you'd be like yeah i'm pretty sure that's jason but it wouldn't actually be me would that mess would that mess with you on some kind of psychological level
1: i think in the beginning it'd be hard and after a while like a, a couple months goes by you just kind of forget honestly all about it you might even forget you're in the machine a couple years from from then
0: and that's true too <laughs> like after a while you're just you just like <laughs> oh yeah this is in the internet
1: yeah and that's your reality. Whatever your reality you perceive is your reality. So, does it really matter if you're in a machine or not? If it's reality,
0: in terms of that, uh, in terms of like you know the reality is only perception. You, you're 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 right. You know, I mean, because if it seems real and it, and it's real to you, then in all you know questions considered, then yes, it's real. Yeah. Um But I feel like. I wouldn't be able to do something like that because I like knowing that I exist in some kind of larger sense. You know what I mean? Uh, So obviously we've talked before about how consciousness, you know, your life, because Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you have looked at Schrodinger's equations, um, for those of you that aren't as into sciences, we are, um, Schrodinger's equations just show that consciousness seems to have the ability to shape reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look into that, you, you have, you basically have this bigger role that we're just, we just, we just don't understand yet. It, 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 it's the whole concept of like the afterlife too. Like there, there's, there's not any kind of solid evidence, you know, for it and everything, but there, there seems to be these smaller Evidences towards it and it could just be this consciousness this universal consciousness that we just can't understand in this physical dimension So when we go to The uh, the the idea of being uploaded into the the, some kind of internet It it, it, you've taken yourself out of it altogether and god forbid something goes wrong. You you're never able to get out
1: Here's a different theory from uh, adult Swim Rick and Morty. Everything <laughs> is worthless and we're meaningless, and there's nothing more, and there's nothing less. So, pretty much, meaning you may feel important on Earth, but technically you make no difference in this universe or the next, as your life is insignificant, because you won't change anything outside of your universe, and nothing's going to affect you, even if you think something will in the next hundred or years, because you only live with so long, you live in a fraction of time, mm-hmm. if you go to that planet, or not, nothing would be different. And you've changed nothing.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> but see, there, there's a lot of evidence against that, though. Oh, uh, there's plenty uh,
1: there's that do change some things.
0: No, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying, because e- even, even the changes that we've made in terms of societal changes, I mean, obviously, abolishing, abolishing slavery and things like that are, are huge milestones for us, but in terms of, you know, in terms of everything, it, it, it's such a small instance in time. It means nothing, technically.
1: Unless we have any impact on a galactic level, we've done nothing.
0: Yeah, no, but see, that, and that's the thing, though. Like, um, we, modern science is embodied by the idealism that give us one free miracle and we'll explain the rest and so let's let's take for example the the birth of the universe right the big bang yes Yes. well and at, at the moment when it was you know brought into being um it technically was at the beginning and the end at the same time because it was existing in a place where there was no laws to the universe it, it was just it, it it exists but it also does not exist it is it exists in all states and and none of them so it was this it was this place of uh, confusion basically and then all of a sudden it came into existence but even after it came into existence the the laws of, of the laws of physics that we consider to embody the you know everything still did not apply until eventually it cooled down just enough for it to start you know, forming things. And like the discussion that we had the other day with a black hole, right? Our, our laws for the for the universe break down as soon as you get to a black hole. And if they're wrong one place, then they're wrong everywhere. It, it can't be right sometimes. It has to be right all the time or it's wrong. So our, our laws of, for, of physics are technically wrong. We We still have no idea. Basically, what we do is we just take our best guess in terms of how things work, and we just kind of roll with it. But what if what what if we're trying to answer some unanswerable question? I, I know we're moving into philosophy here, but I mean, what, what if we're not meant to understand all this? What if what if think, I mean because th- again, think of Schrodinger's equations. You know, the, we with consciousness, we somehow have the ability to move time. We we, we can we can create reality by thinking it, and, and that and that ties in a lot. With research that's being done today, where you see people that you know cure themselves, cure themselves of diseases just by thinking it, and they and they believe it, and then it, it just works somehow. Can't, science can't explain how, but it just does. And what if science doesn't? Science doesn't have all the answers that we're searching for, because there's, there actually is a limit. I can't remember the number right now off the top of my head. There is a limit to how much humans can know. What if the whole point of humans even existing is because our job here as human beings is to try, try to witness the universe. What what if the universe gave birth to us just so that it had something to realize how magnificent it is?
1: Hmm. So, okay. Wow. So, uh,
0: but I mean, but that, but that, but that's actually a really cool thing though, because then when you think about universal, universal consciousness theory, where you know consciousness is is ever present force that is existing in a place outside of time, well, that sounds an awful lot like things that you like reading the Bible, where like they say you know heaven is supposed to be this place where there are no clocks. Well, mm-hmm. that sounds like a higher dimension to me, and you know and that and that ties in with universal consciousness theory. There's so much that we still have so much to learn, and maybe science is doesn't have all the answers maybe maybe we're trying to answer some unanswerable question
1: science is good because it it, it doesn't answer the questions but it does ask the right questions and yeah, asks that's true the right place so maybe the meaning of everything is just asking the right question but not having
0: the answer that, that's true i mean cuz think about it too why why is it why why is it that the, the universe seems to be built specifically for humans because, like, when you look at all like these different planets and all the things that we can explore, everything that we everything that we discover seems to be perfectly made for human interaction. All of it. So, wh- why why are we the one special?
1: Being? <laughs> Maybe. Well, there's okay. I get what you're saying. There could be one or two ways. There could be the way you're talking about, which is, this is, you know, I get why they call it the Goldilocks planet, right? So yeah? it could be that, or it could be, well, this is the only way life could have happened. So it had to have at least happened one place. We just happened to be that one place and be the ones living and admiring it. So it had to happen somewhere, right? So we just happened to be the creatures in it. Yeah. Maybe it's other places, or maybe we're the only ones, but it at least happened once, and we know that much.
0: Yes, that's that, and that's true, too. And I, I, was, I was thinking about this because we, we were talking about um, astronomy in uh, one of my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were asking if, if there are aliens out there, and um, according to the Fermi paradox, maybe not. Uh, now, do I, is that saying that there are not other life forms out there? Absolutely not. There are clearly other life forms out there. I mean, that's what an it, alien it, is, right? Exactly. That that would be, but they're they're talking about intellectuals, oh. um, and to that, I think that we're the only ones. And I, I know that's a very egocentric frame of idealism. But just bear with me here for a second. So the universe was born about 14 billion years ago. Planetary objects weren't even possible until 7 billion years ago. And the earth is over 4 billion years old. So we came, the earth came into existence at the exact right moment for there to be life anywhere. And then you have to wait for everything in the universe to kind of stop destroying each other because it's still very young. And then all of a sudden, as soon as the earth cools down, bam, we, we get DNA. And then, here, and then you know, here we are billions of years later. Um, it, it, when, you, when you look at it that way and how quickly the Earth has come into existence uh, with, with you know, this plethora of different life forms and everything, it, it, it's just so unlikely that, that there are other intellectual animals because, I mean, even look at organisms that are here on the Earth. The dinosaurs were around for hundreds of, bill- not billions, wow, hundreds of millions of years. And they just got really big. And we've, we've been around for a little over 2 million years. And look at what we've done.
1: Well, look, there's, there's, there's so many things going on there. So life had to start somewhere. You know, it was ocean life, whatever. Time goes by. We get on land. We develop lungs. There's so much oxygen on a new planet that things get bigger because their hearts can absorb more oxygen into your bloodstream and get larger. So people so creatures got larger, and not just including mammals, but insects too. So, right. I understand, like, so you have the dinosaur phase, and then some dinosaurs are still around. You still have sharks and alligators. But birds. Uh,
0: All birds are descendants of Archaeopteryx.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they had their time, and they're, but they're still part of it. People say they're gone, I mean, they're still around. We're yeah. sharing space. So, humans are still relatively young, as, as you've seen. But I'd say, if there's life, and you're saying, well, how, what are the chances of the Earth? The, maybe the, we were in the right location, so somebody had to be in the right location where these correct minerals together create a you know all nitrogen and the things very important to develop a planet. Maybe that means because our planet is where it is right now, that that means relatively close or other planets that have life because the ingredients had to be in the same location.
0: So you're saying like Alpha Centauri. Would have 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 like an Earth,
1: Alpha Centauri, possibly Andromeda. I mean, there's there's a you know a couple spiral galaxies that fundamentally could harvest life. Oh,
0: you're saying like like neighboring galaxies?
1: Yes, I said relatively close. It's not... yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> I, was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, like you were talking about like Alpha Centauri, Betelgeuse. No, um, you know, you're talking about like Andromeda I need
1: a galaxy. For this to work, you need a sto- Yeah, a whole yeah. system for this
0: to, this to work. Well, I mean, so I, I don't disagree with that.
1: I think um, it's the only way. Either they're really close, or we're the only ones.
0: Yeah, um, I would say, I would, I would agree with that notion. I mean, because, uh, when you think about you know, existence and everything, it it makes sense that at at least one time in this huge space, huge space being galaxies, at least one time, some intellectual animal comes into existence because like when you look at the plethora of life that's evolved here on the earth none of it is as complex as we are in terms of you know intellect Mm -hmm. so i mean i'd say in every galaxy at least one time a species like this comes around if not more which is possible because you know everyone's you know searching you know the study program we're trying to find other intelligent beings out there and everything and it's very possible that we're the only ones
1: it's possible, yeah. It's it. It'd be very uncomfortable to have that. <laughs> that we have the only life in the universe, and you gotta get it right.
0: Well, I mean, we'd have a we'd have we have a much bigger job. If, if it turns out, out that we are the only life out there, then that means that we. Yeah,
1: exactly. We'd finally have a purpose.
0: We, 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 yeah, take care of this. <laughs> like, take but, care
1: of <laughs> things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, before we dive into more philosophy we strayed from science here towards the end but uh (laughs) for all you uh philosophers out there listening uh let us know what you think but uh anyway uh my name is jason name's alex and we'll talk to you guys next time